pray that the Most High God will meet you at the point of need. Amen. Amen. I want to thank our district pastor for giving me such a platform to minister the word of God to us all this morning. And I also want to thank the district presbytery for giving me the chance. I want to thank the Most High God for blessing our lives today so that we can meet in his presence. Amen. The topic of my sermon this morning is, name is the grace of God be with you. I want you to look to your neighbor on your left or right and tell him or her, the grace of God be with you. The grace of God be with you. We take our first Bible reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3. And I will humbly ask all of us, since we are all in this together, we rise up and read it. Amen. Amen. Shall we all be on our feet as we read together? One, go. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may humbly take your seat. Thank you. Shall we say a quick prayer? Our Lord and our Master Jesus, we have come before you this morning. It is our prayer that you meet us at our point of need. May your grace be with us. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The grace of God be with you. When we say grace, what is grace? What is grace? When you read the Bible, the Bible makes us under, um, when you go through the Bible, grace was used seven times in the Old Testament. Grace was used seven times in the Old Testament. But when you come to the New Testament, it has been used over 170 times. Grace has been used over 170 times. And this was a letter Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and he told them, the grace of God be with you. And if you read most of the Bible, the, the writings of Apostle Paul to the churches in Galatians, in Ephesians, everywhere, he begins by expressing, saying, the grace of God be with you. That is very testament to the fact that we need the grace of God. And this morning, I pray that the grace of God will be with you. Amen. It doesn't matter what you are going through, whatever you are doing, you need the grace of God. When you read the Old Testament, the Bible makes us understand that some things were going on with the life of Esther and, his, and her people. So they asked Esther, go and speak to the king on our behalf. And before Esther went, she went on her knees and prayed. And on the day of going, she put on her, her red button, her Louis Vuitton shoe. She did her makeup. She put on a very nice robe to go before the king. And because of all that she had done, she received favor. The Bible didn't say grace. It said favor. So what is grace? Grace is when we have an interaction with the Most High God. When we have in an interaction with man, man can just be favorable to us. Man can be like, okay, what you are asking, I'll give it to you. But when we have a
interaction with the Most High God. That is when we experience grace. This morning and for the rest of our lives on this earth, it's my prayer that we don't only receive favor from man, but we receive grace by God. Grace, grace, grace. When you read the Bible in Genesis, the word of God makes us understand that Joseph received favor when he had an interaction with um, the Egyptians. Even though he was destined to be great, he had an interaction. When he had the interaction with people, he received favor. But the grace of God was on his life. So everything that God had said about him, because of the grace of God on his life, it came to pass. In this current dispensation, may the grace of God be with you. May the grace of God be with me. So that whatever the Most High God has said about me will materialize. When you read the same Genesis, the story about Noah, the Bible makes us understand that and Noah received grace from God. It was through the interaction that he had with God that he got the grace. This morning, this morning, we all need the grace of God. In our daily living, in everything that we do, we need the grace of God. It is my prayer that the grace of God will be with each and every one here. Amen. What are the kind of grace? I, let me go back and define what grace is. Grace is when you meet Christ. Grace is the limitless provision of God to you and I. Let's turn our Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Jeremiah 32, verse 27. Most of the time, when we come to church and we are, it's, it's time for us to leave, we say, let us share the grace of God. And we begin, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. But the grace of God is with us and has been interceding for us Every day, every now and then. Amen. Behold, I'm the, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? So when you have an interaction with this most high God, he's going to give you grace. And with this grace that you have, you'll be able to accomplish everything that you need. This morning, may the grace of God be with you. Grace is the limitless provision of God. Grace is God's love which is freely given. Grace is God's undeserved favor. What are the kind of grace? Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. The first grace I want us to talk about is the saving grace. The Bible makes us understand that we were sinners, yet as we were sinners, Christ came to die for us. What did we do to merit that? There is a song, he paid the debt he did not own. I own a debt he had to pay. If I come to you right now and I ask you, brother, please give me like 50K for a debt I'm about to incur. Are you going to pay? Are you going to give me that money? 
a debt that we owe for something that we did, instead of us paying the repercussions for what we have done, the Most High God paid the price for it. He gave us all our sins and all our iniquities. And as it's written in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, For grace, for by grace you were saved through faith, and not by yourself. We didn't do anything. I can stand here and attest that Christianity is the only religion where we receive grace. And we don't have to do any other thing to get salvation. When you look at other religions, you have to pray five times a day. There is a specific God that you have to pray to if you want salvation. If, if you want wealth, there is a specific God that you have to pray to to get wealth. But our most high God that we serve is a God of all grace. And he, he didn't just limit us to just one grace. He has given us all of the graces, the grace, the salvation grace. Brethren, if you are here and you have not experienced the salvation grace, I present Christ to you. Take him as your Lord and personal Savior, and you experience amazing grace. Amen. Amen. The next type of grace I want to talk about is the justified grace. And we can find it in Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Romans 3, 24. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. He paid the debt he did not own. I own the debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Oh, now I can sing a brand new song. Amazing grace. Lord Jesus, paid the debt that I could never. Oh, He paid the debt. He paid the debt. He did not own. I own the debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. Now I can sing a brand new song, amazing grace. Lord Jesus, pay the debt that I could never pay. The justified grace, that is the number two I'm talking about. Being justified freely by his grace through redemption, that is in Christ Jesus. The devourer is going to come all the time and refer you. But the justified grace, just as I have never sinned, is going to be with you. Praise the Lord. The justified grace. You are justified through the grace of Jesus Christ. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with us as we are being justified. The next grace I want to talk about is the teaching grace. The teaching grace helps us to deny ungodly sin. It helps us to not do ungodly things, to not live ungodly lives. And that is part of the grace the Most High God has given us. 
Shall we turn our Bibles to um, Titus chapter 2, verse 12? Titus chapter 2, verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. The grace that we have received teaches us to deny ungodly living. We are all humans. There are times when you add certain zeros to your clocking time, you can get extra bonus. But because of the grace we have, it teaches us that that is not a good thing to do. And we stay away from ungodly living. This is the grace the Most High God has given us. It helps us to deny living in sin. And that pleases the Most High God. The teaching grace. The last grace I want us to talk about is the enabling grace. The enabling grace. Turn to your neighbor and tell him or her the enabling grace. This is the grace that it helps us to go through stuff. It helps, it enables you. You'll be going through stuff. You'll be going through so much. If an ungodly person should come to you and tell you what they are going through, and you tell them what you as an individual you are going through, they will look at you and they'll be like, and how are you living? It's not by might. It's not by strength. But it's by the grace of the Most High God that we are living. And this grace is going to take us from point one to point two to bridge to the ultimatum. Amen. The enabling grace is sufficient to help us to withstand whatever we go through. I remember a few months ago, I was in college and I was reading, I was in school and there was this topic we were doing and my wife has given birth to two kids. So at least I I was present for most of her appointment. So I should be able to take maternity and pediatrics very easily. But that was what I was struggling with. And I asked myself, God, why? I've been through all this pregnancy. We wake up in the morning. We go to a point. We do everything together. Because we were pregnant. But that was the topic I was struggling with. And I was asking myself, God, why? How can I even go my wife, I failed pediatrics and maternity. How? But God has, God gave us the grace. God gave us the grace and we were able to sail through. That is what your grace has done it again. Gracious one, we bow down to you. Precious one, we bow down to what, what can, can we offer to you, to oh Lord, Lord? For your grace has taken us through. We, we bring our sacrifice of praise for your grace has done it. Grace has 
of God will enable you. I know some of us are students and we are still in school studying day and night. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. For that I can assure you. But I can promise you with the enabling grace you will sail through. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 to 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 to 10. Mm-hmm. Your grace has taken me through, O Lord. Your grace has done it. Oh, Lord, precious one, we bow down to you. Oh, gracious Gracious one, one, we bow down to you. Oh, gracious one, we bow down to you. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Brethren, this is the sum of all my message. The grace of God is sufficient for you. The grace of God is sufficient for me. Oh, gracious one, we bow down to you. Oh, Lord, gracious one, we bow down to you. What God hasn't accomplished, you can't find it. He's able to accomplish all and all. All and all, true and true. True and true. When we, we open the platform for people to come and testify about the gracious Lord, taking them through stuff. I'm sure we will stay here forever and ever. But I'm assuring you, the enabling grace will take you from point one, point two, and will take you to the ultimatum because he's the most high God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews 4 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Brethren, what do you need? Is it a spouse? Is it a business venture? 
Is it academic progress? Is it financial breakthrough? Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. The Lord who was, who is, and he's still the same God today and forever. He's going to supply with you all the grace you need. May God bless you. May God increase your grace. May we know that his grace is with us. And as we have come boldly today to his presence, may he give us the grace we need so that we can move and we can live in him. Whatever God starts, he finishes. I can give you the opportunity. Tell me what God started that he didn't bring to a successful end. I'll wait. I'll wait. He is the God who is gracious enough to take us from point one to point two. He has given us a saving grace. He has justified us by giving us the justified grace. He has given us a teaching grace so that we fall into traps. So that we don't do the usual sins that we used to do. So that we are not enticed by what the world is going through. And not only that, he has also given us an enabling grace. Which is able to move you. Move you. Move you. Though you may tarry. Though the troubles may come. The troubles are going to come day in and day out. But I can assure you. He's going to give you the enabling grace. Let us send our Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. 1 Peter 5, 10. Before we read that, let's go to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Gracious one, we bow down to you. Oh Lord, gracious one. I'm reading from here, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Who despises the day of small beginnings? For those eyes shall rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. This is talking about Zerubbabel building the church, uh, building the wall for Israel. And when you read, the Bible makes us understand that even within his own circle, people were hating on him. And people were hating him. But he prayed for grace. And with just a tiny stone that he placed down, the cornerstone that he put down, God was able to use that cornerstone to work on and bless him and bless the whole nation of Israel. 
This morning, whatever you are going through, look at the story of Zerubbabel and know that as long as this Most High God has given you the enabling grace, whatever you are doing, don't give up. If it's a business venture you are doing, don't give up. Don't give up. If it's school you are going to, don't give up. For the single ones here, whatever you are doing, don't give up. Because the Most High God is going to give you the grace you need to move forward. What is the purpose of grace? 1 Peter 5.10 The purpose of grace. The purpose of grace is to complete you. Is to confirm you. Is to strengthen you and to establish you. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10 That will be the last Bible verse I'll read then we enter into a time of prayer. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And you have suffered for a little while. The God of all grace, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete you, confirm you, establish you, and strengthen you. This is the word of the Lord. You have grace. You have grace. You have grace. You have grace. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Gracious one, we bow down to God bless you. Shall we be on our feet, please? Gracious one, we bow down to you, gracious one. We bow down to you, oh Lord, gracious one. We bow down to you. What can I offer to you, oh Lord, for your grace? 